TGIM, my friends, TGIM. Yes, you got to be thankful for every single day that we are given, even right now. We must be thankful. You know, it's a choice. You can choose to be happy and thankful for what you have and focus your attention and energy on the good things in your life that you have to be thankful for, or you can choose to focus on the negatives. Well, during this show, hopefully, I'll uplift your spirits and give you plenty of reasons to be thankful today. If you're choosing to uh, join me on Facebook, thank you so much. They are still being nice to me. Are you kidding me? I uh, don't know what's happening, but please, if you haven't already, hit the share button right now on Facebook. It'll go a long way to help me spread the truth and so much of it that is uh, missing from our mainstream media. Hopefully, it impacts one of your friends or family members. And if not, maybe it's somebody else's, but we all got to work together. Twitter, thank you so much. Please retweet. My YouTube audience, thank you. Truly do appreciate you. And if you're listening to my podcast, thank you for helping my podcast climb the charts. Uh, I am trying to break down the negatives, the stereotypes that exist in this country. I battle a lot of issues. Had Charlie Kirk on. If you haven't listened to that podcast yet, uh, we went after race relations in this country. What is truly part of the biggest problem that has led to this absolutely enormous, uh, seemingly enormous, I've got good news on that though, seemingly an enormous amount of uh, of outflow from Americans all over this country that are joining the bandwagon of Black Lives Matter. It's absolutely insane to me. We, we covered that. And uh, I'm also going to have one of the uh, former uh, FBI directors, or he was on the task force for the Joint Terrorism Task Unit for the FBI. We got into a lot. That's going to drop this week. So thank you for subscribing to the David J. Harris Jr. podcast and sharing this episode with at least 20 friends. Just text it, send it out, message email, whatever you can do. All right, let's get into it, folks. I've got good news, at least uh, good news. I believe it's good news to start off with. You know, where was the upcry, the absolute uh, upheaval, the, the outcry, the roar? Where was the roar from Black Lives Matter and all the protesters that are protesting black lives getting shot and killed when re- when the retired Lieutenant Chief uh, David Dorn, retired Chief David Dorn was murdered? There was no outcry. CNN and MSNBC didn't even talk about it for a full day. They didn't want to share that narrative. They don't want you to hear that narrative. They don't want you to listen to and have to hear about black lives getting taken at the hands of other black lives. No, it doesn't fit their narrative. Well, the good news is the police did arrest a 24-year-old Stephen Cannon in the shooting death of retired Lieutenant, uh, retired St. Louis Police Captain, excuse me, David Dorn. St. Louis police have arrested 24-year-old Stephen Cannon for the murder of retired St. Louis police captain David Dorn, but this does not mean that justice will be done. You know why? Because the DA there is backed by Soros, and she has been uh, uh, very lenient on any criminal that has been associated with these riots. She's released every single rioter regardless of what crimes they committed thus far. She did not bring charges against a major opioid dealer and a man who sexually molested a young girl. Yeah, Soros is behind that woman. He backed her. She's the best friend of that many criminals will ever have. Cannon allegedly shot Dorn while he was looting a store that Dorn was trying to protect. You don't hear the liberals decree the death of Dorn, so do they really believe that all black lives matter? I don't think so, not unless it fits their narrative. And if their narrative couldn't have gotten any worse, you know, it's one thing I've heard the chance. We've all heard the chance for years. Black Lives Matter has been around. We cannot forget 
that Black Lives Matter was birthed during the time in history when we had a black president. They weren't hanging all the uh, all the uh, the murders or the cops that shot black guys. Uh, most of them that were resisting arrest, going for a gun. There were a few that were uh, that were not justified, and those individuals were held accountable. We still have one more individual that needs to be held accountable uh, for one death, but we cannot forget that Black Lives Matter started underneath the president of the United States that was black. I don't believe he was for race relations whatsoever. I absolutely believe that he used his race to get elected. How many white Americans out there, God bless all of you, felt good about voting for Barack Obama because you said, you know what? This would be a good thing for for our country to have, a black president. And not once, but twice we voted him in. And what did he do? He bashed the police. He praised Black Lives Matter. That should tell you right there that Black Lives Matter was really a political group that was alienated on, on one thing. They were focused on one thing, trying to alienate us as a country, try to, I think, re rehash, if you will, create more of a, of a belief that racism is really a problem in the United States when it's not going to stop anybody from achieving anything that they want to get in this country. That's not how it works. There's no systemic racism that's going to keep the black person or the brown person down. It's just It just does not exist. Yet if you listen to George Floyd's family, not, not to mention that two weeks ago, you could not have a funeral. You couldn't gather in, in large numbers, large, uh, numbers larger than 12. You couldn't uh, go, my, my own cousin was in the hospital. She was in a car accident. None of my family could go in and see her. They weren't letting anybody in to see their friends or family in uh, hospitals. And you couldn't have gatherings. You couldn't have a funeral. You couldn't get together. Now public health experts are saying, well, unless it's to protest, sure, then 100 people's fine. Weren't we just all told we could die? If we got into into gatherings of larger than 12 people, now they're plastering the funeral, the memorial session for George Floyd all over the TV, and it's all political. You get Jesse Jackson up there talking about racial issues. You get all these Democrats and politicians talking about why we need to change things in this country. Meanwhile, friends, they are trying to do it, and they're doing it in some areas uh, in Minneapolis just to start. But I'm going to take you first to this. Before I've got before we've got one of the actual council members from Minneapolis that thinks it's a great idea to dismantle her words, the police department there. Let's look at what George Floyd's family is uh, just literally just did this. George Floyd's family petitions the United Nations to help disarm the police in the United States. Oh yeah, they'd love to disarm all police. What's happening in Minneapolis? Uh, No, they'd like to see that all over the country, and it's pretty disgusting when you read why. But let's not forget that these are all the things that they are for, the left is for, Democrats are for, mail-in voting, mass riots, disbanding police departments. This is a preview of what you can expect from a Biden administration, and if that doesn't scare you, then I don't think your brain cells are working correctly. Biden wants to raise taxes. He is basically going to kill the job growth that we've seen in this country, and we cannot forget the entire reason why we just had two and a half million jobs added last month at the end of a pandemic, even with the rioting going on, is because of the policies of this current administration. Experts were fearing and saying that we were going to hit 20 million on unemployment. 
that we were gonna have horrible job numbers, we were gonna lose jobs, we gained two and a half million jobs because 95 plus percent of what's going on in our country right now is positive, unless you're listening to the liberal media. Now the family of George Floyd has sent a letter to the United Nations requesting that they disarm the police in the United States. That's another thing Democrats would welcome. They would love nothing more than to have the hate America first United Nations at the controls of the United States. This is literally what uh, George Floyd's attorney, the family attorney, Ben Crump said. When a group of people of any nation have been systematically deprived of their universal human right to life. Wait a minute. I haven't been deprived of any rights to my life. I haven't been deprived to anything. Thank God I wasn't deprived uh, of, the, of the right to actually live. If you want to talk about depriving human rights, why don't we talk about abortion? Yeah, they don't want to talk about that. But no, there's been no systematic uh, oppression that's kept me down or anybody that I know of. Really, it's uh, an oppression of the mind, and that's especially if you're of the thought of uh, Democrat policies or Democrats are your savior. Let's go back deprived of their universal human right to life by its government for decades, he says. It must appeal to the international community for its support and to the United Nations for its intervention. This guy must be smoking something. He must be smoking crack. I'll just say it. He's got to be smoking crack, folks, because that is just insane to me. That is ludicrous. It is absolute insanity. Disarm all the police? What are you going to do when somebody's coming for you? Didn't we listen to cops? Who are you going to call? What are you going to do when somebody bad comes for you? It just flipped the table around. When it's the bad guys with guns and there's no police with guns, what the heck's going to stop any criminal from doing whatever the hell they want to do? Nothing. It would be chaos. You think what we've seen on the mainstream media the last couple weeks is bad? Multiply that by 100 if the Democrats get their way. And and I'm going to tell you, this is an absolute ploy of the Democrats because it goes right hand in hand with exactly what they're already trying to do and doing in Minneapolis. Let's go to Minneapolis. Let's listen to exactly what this Democrat says. And it's actually CNN that's calling her out. I'm going to make a video on just just this all by itself. I'll drop later. But uh, this, this, uh, this woman, this Democrat for the council tries to explain how she thinks it's not a bad idea to dismantle, completely eliminate the police department. What are you trying to do? Are you hoping by dismantling the Minneapolis Police Department, you're not talking about reform? The word dismantle is intentionally different than reform. This is more than reform. This is dismantling. I mean, activists who support this are calling this a police-free future. Yeah, and you know, a lot of us were asked if we could imagine a future without police back in 2017 when we were running for office. And I answered yes to that question. Do you understand that the word dismantle or police free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call? Yes, I mean, I I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors. And I know, and and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege because for those of us for whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like to already live in that reality where calling the police may mean more harm is done. We have invested in community-based safety strategies. 
We have knowledge in our community across the city. We've done an analysis of all the reasons people call 911. As a Democrat, are you worried that you have just handed President Trump a great talking point or slogan or battle cry for his reelection to be able to say, see, Democrats want to get rid of your police. First, they come to take away your guns, as he says. Now they're taking away your police officers. Does that concern you? I think we've been afraid of a lot of things, of that, those political dynamics, of what would happen in our city, you know, to have our police force hearing these kinds of words. So our statement is to try something new. Okay, I want to pause for a second and tell you about a company that is supporting me, one of my sponsors, Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold Group helps Americans diversify their savings with gold and silver. In February, when COVID-19 was a distant concept to most Americans, gold was in the $1,500 range. The Dow was over 29000 Today, as the virus tears apart the economy, gold is over $1,700 and the Dow is around 2400 if you have not diversified some of your savings into gold, there's no better time than today. Protect your savings from any further setbacks in the stock market. Gold is a safe haven against uncertainty. Contact Birch Gold Group to request a free info kit on physical precious metals. See if diversifying into gold and silver makes sense for you. To get your no-cost, no-obligation kit, go to birchgold.com dhgold. That's birchgold.com slash dhgold. Something new? You, you want to try something new? How about we go back to the days of the Old West before there was law, and basically whoever had a gun, because you better bet you're behind, criminals are not going to give up their guns. So let's go back to those days where whoever has the gun has the power. Is this Alexandria Ocasio's little sister? Is it her little niece? They kind of look similar, but their ideologies are definitely anti-American. This is literally what we're hearing from Democrats right now, friends. Dismantle the police department. No 911 for anybody. If George Floyd's family, if those Democrats that are running his campaign, because that's exactly what it is, it's an anti-Trump campaign, if they had their way, none of us would be able to call on law enforcement. And 99.9, at least 0.8.9% of law enforcement are out there to protect and serve us. I saw a video that literally brought me to tears. I'm going to share it on my Instagram later and Twitter later. But it was a police officer, big old black man, that said, you think I'm doing this for the money? And then he was playing the other role of the angry black man. You're not hearing me. We can't breathe. Hands up, don't shoot. And he's like, I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this to protect you. Police officers don't get paid enough. Maybe that should be part of the benefit for cops crossing, smashing that blue shield of silence, that blue coat of silence that says don't rat on your fellow officer. Maybe it should be that when they do rat, when they do hold their own officers, their fellow officers accountable, they get they get a raise. They get a bonus. They get something. They should be. They should be They should be blessed. They should be uh, uh, appreciated. And instead of being vilified, which is what happens currently and what's happened for decades in this country, we need police that are courageous enough to stand up and share when one of their fellow officers is dirty, has pushed the line, has crossed the line. Has uh, Derek Chauvin had 17, 18 counts of excessive force? He shouldn't have even been on the police force any longer, and George Floyd would still be here. But in the silver lining to everything, 
As a believer, I'm always looking for where's the hope in this? Where's the silver lining for this? I truly believe there's a silver lining because right now, more than ever before, liberals, Democrats are listening to their own elected officials talk about getting rid of the police. And I got to believe that 99%, at least 99% of good American Democrats think that is absolutely just freaking nuts. Just, just insane. Get rid of the police. Are you kidding me? Yet that's exactly what they're sharing. Well, while that's what the Democrats are sharing, while that's what the Democrats are doing, let's look at what uh, what our president, our current commander-in-chief is doing. He just had a meeting at the White House. And who did he meet with? Our top law enforcement officers from around the country. He wanted to honor them. His words are powerful. Thank you very much. It's a great honor to have some of the true leaders in our country of law enforcement, and that's what they've done. They've enforced the laws. They've done a fantastic job of it. We have among the best numbers we've ever had in terms of recorded history, certainly, but uh, this has been a very strong year for uh, uh, less crime. Let's put it that way, less crime. And there's a reason for less crime. That's because we have great law enforcement. I'm very proud of them. Uh, there won't be defunding. There won't be uh, dismantling of our police. And uh, there's not going to be any disbanding of our police. Our police have been letting us uh, live in peace. And we want to make sure we don't have any bad actors in there. And sometimes you'll see some horrible things like we witnessed recently. But uh, 99, I say 99.9, but let's go with 99% of them are great, great people. And they've... I agree with you, Mr. President, 100%. At least 99% of our law enforcement officers are good people. Let's not forget this. This is another attack on jobs. These Democrats want to cancel more jobs. What What are the law enforcement officers thinking right now? My heart goes out to all you law enforcement officers that put your lives on the line every single day to protect and serve our neighborhoods, to keep us safe. You run in harm's way for strangers, people you don't even know, because you swore to protect and serve. And now they have to hear from these Democrats that they may not even have a job? That is the Democrats of today, friends. 100% anti-American, anti-everything good. The, The divide between good And I'm just going to say what it is, evil, between this current administration, very, very good, and what the Democrats would love to happen for our country, evil, the white is getting clearer and clearer and clearer in the hearts and minds of anybody that was caught in the middle, like a gentleman I just met at the Costco over the weekend. He said, I saw a couple of your videos. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you for your support. Then I ran into him again, and he was like, he was like, don't get me wrong now, I'm, I'm vote blue no matter who. And I said, are you serious? You, you watch my videos and you still say vote blue no matter who? And he tried to get into why and what. And I said, don't you understand how absolutely asinine that sounds? I mean, that is just borderline mentally mental issue. Vote blue no matter who. So what is so wrong with a, an individual of an opposing party if his policies are actually better for all Americans? What's so wrong with that? He didn't really have any answers. 
And I think that more and more right now, Americans are not having any answers why they should continue to vote for politicians that do not support our American way of life or our values. They're pretty much anti-American. Well, in the wake of George Floyd, there have been 15 people that have died because of these riots. 15 people have died in the aftermath of these riots in cities all across the United States. Violence only begets more violence. And every life lost in itself is a separate tragedy. No one can dispute that the murder of George Floyd was a terrible thing and that the officer and the other three of them should be held responsible and punished under the law. Nobody can dispute that. The Derek Chauvin deserves to rot in a prison cell. I completely get that. But what else is indisputable is that the burned out buildings and the violence that has been set upon innocent Americans is absolutely equally heinous. It's very disturbing. No one thinks that it's wrong to protest against a police officer who had no regard for human life, but to tar all police is just as wrong. Here's a list of the 15 people that have died. David Dorn, Barry Perkins, 29, died after getting struck on a converter dolly between the FedEx truck trailer. He was a rioter. David Dorn was a respected retired police captain. Completely different story here, but they've all still lost their lives. David McCanty, 53, the owner of a barbecue restaurant in Louisville, Kentucky, was killed after police and National Guard opened fire at a protest. The National Guard was sent to disperse the crowd and said uh, that they were shot at. Dorian Murrell, 18, shot and killed by Tyler Newby, 29. Italia Kelly, 22, shot and killed during a, the protest in Davenport. Marquise Toussaint, 23. Calvin Horton, 43. James Skurlock, 22. Fatally shot by a bar owner during a fight with several people. Victor Cazares, Patrick Underwood, Jorge Gomez, and then several that have not been named yet. You think this has anything whatsoever to do with justice for George? No. That boat sailed a long time ago, if it ever even was really about that. I don't even think it was about that. I can pretty much bet that George Soros and Hillary Clinton and everybody that's that's given money to Antifa, they want all this. They're giggling at all this. They're laughing at American businesses being destroyed, livelihoods being destroyed, and people's lives ending. I, I think that that's exactly what they're doing because to them, the ends justifies the means. They want to get this president out of office and they want to hang this chaos around his neck and hope that Americans do the same. But I think we're smarter than that. You think that uh, you think that all of this is uh, uh, is just by happenstance? Well, and you want to look at this. You want to talk about disbanding, dismantling the police. They can't even get it right in cities and states where they have sanctuary laws. This guy, an illegal alien was accused of murder three times. Three times. And yet he was set free. Sanctuary State of New York freed accused illegal alien murderer three times. The most dangerous job of all in New York State is quickly becoming a law-abiding citizen. You can begin with the New York law that sets criminals free without bail. As a result, criminals are arrested and freed up to three times in one day, friends. It's almost like the police are saying, what are we even doing here? 
Even Governor Andrew Cuomo expressed concerns that violent rioters were being freed without bail. And remember, the law was Cuomo's idea. Yeah, just like sending people infected with COVID-19 into nursing homes. Is anybody waking up yet to how absolutely ludicrous these Democrats, these Democrats' actions are? I hope you are waking up. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio has also complained, and he was a huge booster of the law. Is it, any, is it any wonder why the crime rate in New York City is spiking? Well, let's just add a little bit more to it. Let's just disband the police altogether. Let's just get rid of them and hope that everybody just goes on their peaceful way. Absolute la-la land. Where is this rhetoric coming from? Who sides with this rhetoric? Who sides with disbanding the police? Fellow Democrats. Here's Ilhan Omar sharing exactly what she would love to do and love to see happen with our nation's police. So I'm Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. I will never co-sign on funding a police department that continues to brutalize us. And I will never stop saying, not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. is rotten to the root and so when we dismantle it we get rid of that cancer and we allow for something beautiful to rise and that reimagining allows us to figure out what public safety looks like for us did you hear that in there no plan we're gonna we're gonna figure out what public safety looks like for us. <laughs> they want to figure out for you what public safety looks like. They don't have a plan. They don't have any action plan whatsoever to keep people safe. Does that scare you? That would scare the living daylights out of me if I lived in Minneapolis. But friends, understand, it's not just Minneapolis they're coming after. I'm sure that they will take this stance in every Democrat-controlled city and state in the country if they have the chance. Where do you live? Again, I was talking with uh, a gentleman that was on the Joint Terrorism Task Force, specifically about Minneapolis. That podcast is going to drop soon. If you haven't already subscribed, subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. He said if he lived in Minneapolis, he would move, he would sell his house, he would get the heck out of Dodge right now. And that's exactly what anybody in Minneapolis should do if they continue down this direction and it doesn't look like this course of action is something that's going to change. That is your new Democrat America in those cities. Well, after uh, trashing the president, this is the other thing that I think is pretty hypocritical of these, uh, these mayors and governors that have been absolutely trashing the president. After trashing the president, uh, Minneapolis mayor asks Trump for help. He, he wants funding from the riots that they allowed to happen. Mayor Jacob Frey, Democrat in Minneapolis, is looking for federal aid to assist Minneapolis's recovery from the protests and riots which have absolutely demolished the area. With at least $55 million in estimated damage and far more to come, Minneapolis will need state and federal aid as it attempts to rebuild hundreds of structures after the riots following George Floyd's death. Frey explained on Thursday, according to the Star. 
The report continued, city officials are still putting together a complete tally of the destruction and cautioned that estimates are likely to rise significantly. Governor Tim Wallace and members of Minnesota's congressional delegation are trying to get government assistance to offset that cost. But in the past, neither the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, nor Congress has consistently sent federal funding to cities ravaged by riots. The city looks like an absolute war zone. And so many small businesses were caught in this crossfire where literally their city officials were siding with the protests and were ignoring the violence, the mayhem that was being that was being pushed by the anarchist groups like Antifa and those that have infiltrated Black Lives Matter. Absolutely a disgusting thing. One more, one more clip that I, I just gotta show you from the president. I love hearing him speak. When we talk about the two different directions that are facing our country right now, we talk about it's either President Donald Trump and his administration and supporting those that support his agenda, his America First agenda in Senate and in uh, in the House. It's either getting them in office so that this administration can really go to work or it's just handing things over to the Democrats with no plan and hope that all works out well with no law enforcement to protect us. I think I'd choose President Trump's plan. Here's the president speaking highly of law enforcement. We won't be defunding our police. We won't be dismantling our police. We won't be disbanding our police. We won't be ending our police force in a city. I guess you might have some cities that want to try, but it's going to be a very, uh, very sad situation if they did, because uh, people aren't going to be protected. These people do a tremendous job of protecting citizens of our country, and that's what that's what they're paid for, but whether they were paid or not, that's what they do. And, you know, somebody put it very beautifully before where they said they protect people, risk their own lives for people they've never seen before, people in many cases they don't know. You're protecting the lives of people you don't know. And it's, uh, it's an incredible thing. It's a great honor to be with you all. It is an incredible thing. It's a beautiful thing, and it's one that none of us should take lightly. Two very different paths are in front of each of us. This year, who are we going to vote for? Are we going to vote for the individuals, like the president, like his administration, that actually want safety, security, and prosperity for all of us? Or are we going to vote for those where it seems like Joe Biden is leaning ever so more uh, towards the liberal mindset of Ilhan Omar and the individuals in Minneapolis? You know Joe Biden still has yet to come out and actually denounce the rioters? denounce the violence, denounce the chaos. I think he's just fine letting it happen. And he's just going to try to, again, slide his way on into uh, presidents, into presidency. But it's not going to happen. We, the people, are going to make sure that that does not happen. Here's, uh, here's one more little example of the kind of chaos that's just waiting. These individuals... Those that truly hate all Americans, regardless of our political affiliations and beliefs, they are still here. They are among us. And they'd love to have open borders to get in here by the droves and do more of their mayhem and destruction. This is just one little example, friends. Muslim man shouts, Alu Akbar, then stabbed policeman in the neck, yet the media said, oh, he's not a terrorist. Oh yeah, those individuals are still here. 
They are they are among us. Can you imagine if they found when they find out? Can you imagine what they're doing right now listening to no police? Really? No police? <laughs> Muslim attacker lunged at a New York uh, city officer and allegedly stabbed him in the neck. Allegedly. Always gonna have that in there. Always gotta put that in there so we can't they they'll come after for anything, even though that's what happened. Stabbed him in the neck, shouting, Alu Akbar, at the time the attack, according to the story of the Gateway Pundit, he then grabbed a gun belonging to another officer and two other cops suffered gunshot wounds. A sergeant who had re- who had responded to the call began firing, who was hit a total of eight times by bullets. All three of the policemen are expected to make a complete recovery, and uh, Kam- Kamovic is in critical condition in the hospital. Yeah, there's individuals that would love the absolute destruction and mayhem of our country, and they are here. They hate the cops. Get rid of the cops. Who are they going to attack? Who are they going to go after? Friends, it only leaves you and me, and that is also something very scary. Well, Jerry Nadler tried to uh, do his best to pander to the black community by wearing this, even though he had a little bit of a hiccup. Well, for those on the podcast that didn't see that, Nadler is wearing some African garb, trying to, uh, again, pander to the black vote, had his face mask on, and had a little bit of an issue there with his glasses, trying to get his mask off his face. Just another example of these Democrats and how flimsy and clumsy they are, yet they want to control our country. Absolutely disgusting and disturbing. And our final article of the day news I want to cover with you. Christopher Ray's FBI refuses to allow agents to testify for Senate Republicans. Well, isn't that interesting? Senate Judiciary Chairman Lindsey Graham is complaining because the FBI is involved in a cover-up by not allowing agents to discuss what the Obama administration was doing in their coup attempt against President Trump. Trump should have fired Ray a long time ago, but now he will wait until after the election to do so. He has been hiding documents for years and now he refuses to allow agents to talk about the actions taken during the bogus Russia collusion hoax. Specifically at this time, Graham, Graham, wants to access, Graham wants access to interview an FBI agent and an FBI analyst who met with a key source for the Steele dossier who disavowed the salacious document. The information the FBI used to justify investigations into Carter Page and Donald Trump that came from the Steele dossier was denied by Steele's alleged source for the information. Questioning the agents could prove to be the ver- could prove to be very embarrassing for the FBI. Graham said this: "I made a request to interview the agent and the intel analyst, and they're denying me the ability to do that." The question is, did the case agent and intel agent refuse to tell the system about exculpatory information? Does that fault lie with two or three people, or was it a system out of control? Here is what I think. Every time there was a stop sign for Carter Page or Flynn, the system moved forward because the people at the top did not want it to stop. We cannot forget that behind all the mainstream media's complete uh, just a complete narrative, just a complete wash, a flood 
of, uh, of all of the information from the riots and all the scenes from George Floyd's memorials, six of them that have happened now. Behind the scenes, Hillary Clinton is being investigated. She is speaking on trial. Rod Rosenstein has been speaking. And former, uh, 30 former Obama administration officials are being called in for questioning to testify. There's a heck of a lot taking place behind the scenes. There's a lot that is, is churning and moving in the right direction, in the direction of faith, hope, and unity for our country. And I truly believe the silver lining on this is going to be Americans uniting more than ever around this president because of his results, and we're going to see four amazing years uh, to come. God bless you all. Thank you so, so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast and spread this podcast around. Share it with 10, 15, 20 friends. Help me spread the word about the truth that I'm trying to bring to the American people. God bless you. Have a great rest of your evening, and we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.